You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. If you want to test it for sure, the way we always tell our customers to do it, make sure nobody's using the toilet. Go get some like blue or green or red, I don't care, whatever color food coloring really shows up. Put it in the tank mm -hmm. and let it mix in with the water in the tank. And then if you see that color start to come down into the bowl of the toilet, mm -hmm. that means the flap is leaking. Interesting. So <laughs> the flap leaks. Yeah, they'll, then... they'll, they'll, they don't seat. They'll, after a while, they quit sealing against the bottom of the tank. So, so we are talking toilets and not other flaps, guys, because no. the listeners might get a little bit confused. Well, you know, when we start flapping around just as we as we begin the show, it's just that's the way it goes. <laughs> oh dear Lord! Well, folks, welcome to Geekiest Show Ever, episode one ninety six. We're uh, talking toilets and plumbing to start out the show this week because we're, we're trying. We're also talking flaps. Well, that's the other thing. It gets right. flappy around here. Reminds well, me of Flappy Bird. So what you're going to say is that the shit's going to hit the fan tonight. Well, no, if it was, that it would mean mine is actually moving. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hit the flap. Yeah, yeah Mike's, my, the reason we're having this discussion They're is Mike's, Mike, Mike's, Mike's having toilet, getting stuff to go down the toilet. Mark can't get it to stop going down the toilet. So that's, that's and, a problem. And, and if we stay true to form, this podcast will go down the toilet uh, by about the half hour mark. So. Well, you know, I wanted to I wanted to share my considerable 33 years of toilet knowledge with Mark, you know, halfway across the world so that he can benefit from it. So what you say yeah, is... Yeah, I, I, just, I just hope that it's not back to front. Well, it can be. Right. Well, what, <laughs> what you're going to say, uh, you're just 33 years of being able to talk crap is what you're saying. I'm 33 years of shit coming out of me for... <laughs> okay, not touching that one. I don't have my gloves on me right now. <laughs> that, that, that's free uh, free flowing out I will say <laughs> oh boy <laughs> so well, before we go too far folks we have to do it it has to be done oh yes the weather forecast I think I left my phone over there um, I'm sweating in certain places that's all you need to know Mark, uh, Mark's, hey, Mark's hey, got I water droplets coming off of him where he doesn't want them to drip off indeed well, let's see here. Um, well, I know it's supposed to warm up this week. Uh, snow killing weather, finally. Yes. Those snowflakes. No, make them die a uh, painful, painful death. Although I wasn't the one that had to move them today, so. Um. It was. It's a lovely 39 degrees here. So I'm happy with that. It's unfortunately though, my forecast for Christmas Eve is almost seventy degrees, which awesome. will just kill me. Well, yeah, uh, that, that's going to be a magical Christmas. Yeah, it's not going to be a pleasant one. I can guarantee you that with that weather being that warm. Well, the last time I checked, our temperature was about uh, nineteen or somewhere in there, I believe. <sighs> uh, not terrible. It'll get worse, I'm sure. Before the uh, uh, winter's over with, but no, it's uh, yeah, and it's 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 yeah, it's supposed to be. We're supposed to get rain all week, I think, too. Um, so. I think a forty percent chance on Tuesday or something like that. No, but yeah, folks, this is the the show before Christmas. We can see Mark sitting sitting there, and his Christmas tree is behind him. He can't turn the lights on because he doesn't have enough plug sockets. 
to do it with. Thank God for that. Uh, and I've got my Christmas tree glowing here. I've got another one glowing upstairs. Oh, excuse me. I'm burping up my holiday cheer. So we're, we're, we're doing well. And we actually put a, um, uh, an illuminated Christmas tree outside. It's one of those wire frame ones with LED lights on it. I should take a picture and send it if I was motivated and, you know, not dealing with toilets or shooting things in borderlands. So, um, or working. I do that silly thing called work, too. That's well, what pays for all this stuff. Uh, fortunately, I'm off until after the first of the year, so. Yeah, my son gets, uh, the, the, his company gave him a week off uh, paid paid vacation that doesn't count against his own vacation for Christmas. So he's going to stay home, do a few things, and he's going to come out here and, and do different things, so. Yeah, I took, no, I just took two weeks vacation. I had to burn some leaves, so. Uh, Friday was my last day in the office, or last day of work, so I am done. <laughs> now, our, our office isn't open much over the next couple of weeks, but I took all the days it was open and took them off. So, <laughs> But anyway, um, so we, we've, we've done copious show notes, folks, this week, just as we always do. We've, we've come up with a multitude of, of, of geeky goodness for you. All right, I, I've got a good topic. What's that? Star Wars The Force Awakens. Who saw it? Not me. Not me. Now, now, see, these two listeners take the geek points off me all the time, but guess what? I actually went to see it. And? Bloody brilliant. Thank God George Lucas had nothing to do with it other than maybe being on the end of a phone line to say, hey, George, um, you know, should we include Jar Jar? No, good, thank you. Absolutely amazing, brilliant. Um, it's what the Star Wars universe needed. J.J. Abrams is just, he's a geek god. I mean, that guy is absolutely incredible with what he can do. It's a shame he won't be doing the next two movies, though. He'll only be executive producer on them. He won't be director or writer. So I hope it doesn't change too much in style um, because I guess that's one thing about the original uh, Star Wars films from the 70s and early 80s is that they had a, a, a style that was fairly consistent right across the board, and I'd, I'd like to hope I'd hope that they they keep that. But really, really good, really worth seeing. And I'm I'm avoiding mentioning things because you guys haven't seen it, so I don't want to spoil it for you. I honestly won't see it till it hits DVD <gasps> or, or streaming. I just for, oh, yeah. for for me it's oh my god okay minus all your good <laughs> points for the last twelve month months guys oh my oh that's just oh. Ha, listeners how do I podcast with these two how do I do it he sits we, on his ass on the floor that's how he does it folks well according <laughs> well, today to, I am according to you guys last week I think I'm going to change my name to Otis because apparently I lift you guys up or something if you don't get that Google <laughs> Otis and lift um. Maybe I it's know an American that, joke, but it, I, yeah, they might I, be. I don't get that one. I was thinking Milo and Otis, you know, the the dog and the cat. It's a no. brand of it's a brand of elevator, elevator. or lift or lift Otis oh. elevator. Oh yeah, yeah, we've got those out here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep, uh, right now we know what happened to Mark's hair. It's not my type of geeky. My type of geeky is Star Wars. Well, Aww. I was gonna, I was, or else I was gonna Where's say, uh, well, yeah, that I was gonna say Josh Gorbin. You raise me up. Okay. Oh, yeah, not, I know. 
Yeah, I'll stop there before I abuse any see more. If you can, see if you can hit that high note there, Mike. I got no. My vice grips are in the other room. <laughs> yeah, as I, as I said last week, Allison, Allison had me trying to hit that high note, and I. It's a good thing I don't want any more kids. I don't <laughs> think. You mean the ever so slight Macintosh bias? Every time I tried to hit that ever, I just oof, that was painful at the very least. Well, so. I'm. I'm the guy that's made it three foot over the four foot barbed wire fence. So those, uh, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm capable of hitting some of those notes. Ah, very good. Mm. Well, I, you know, talking about going over barbed wire fences, I'll take a quick side. Not that we ever take tangents ever on the show, but um, I'll tell a little story that'll give you guys a good Christmas laugh. Many, many moons ago when I was in the Boy Scouts, I was the what's called a patrol leader. And I was going, we were on, it was a hikery. Yeah, that's what they called it. And we were hiking down, and they were hiking down this trail, and they'd give you coordinates, and you had to do some quote-unquote dead reckoning type of things and take your readings and, you know, move on to the next point to get everything. At one point, it sent us straight into these thick woods, which was appropriate. We knew that. We got to where there was a fence, and I was helping everybody in my patrol get across the fence. So I held the wire down so they could get across, and they're going. We got our heavy backpacks on and all this stuff. Well, then I was the only one left on the far side of the fence. So I had one of the guys in the patrol hold the wire down so I could get over the fence. Well, I got my first leg over and was just bringing my trail leg over when he let the fence come up. Ooh. And it Ooh. caught the inside. I flipped upside down, and I'm hanging by the inside of my trouser leg <laughs> off the oh. fence. And I couldn't get up until I released my pack and let it hit the ground. And he's standing there laughing. I said, you stupid son of a bitch, if you don't help me get off this fence, I will, and I'll kill you. Mm-hmm. But he did help. He said, sorry, I thought you were already over. I said, no, I was not over. I still had part of me on the other side. but that was, And I ripped, it split the seam on my pants. So I had to quickly sew them up once we got to camp. Like, shit. <laughs> What a mess. Because you took your little sewing kit with you, Kevin. Well, it's because if, if Boy Scouts, be prepared. Always be prepared. <laughs> yep. That's it. Oh, I never did the Boy Scouts then. You did you know, I like being... I probably would have been good as a Girl Scout, but, you know. I that was... male bondage stuff, I don't know. Not bondage, bonding. Oh, oh <laughs> same thing. Oh. No. Slight, <laughs> slight, slight variation of the word. And Boy Scouts everywhere are now running away from this podcast as fast as they can. Oh, I'm surprised anyone would listen to this one. <laughs> I served my time in my paramilitary organ, local paramilitary organization. So. <laughs> so that that's funny. Anyway, but the one thing I did want to talk about that we didn't expand on a lot because we were we were sans Michael last week was we talked a little bit about the Kindle and the tablet but mike is the tablet at tablet addict amongst mm. the three of us i have more tablets than a bottle of aspirin <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah i like that joke thank you okay okay so i I, you, I tried to convince mark we even had the discussion about me ordering a kindle and sending it to him can't do that because they're region locked so, so you extol the virtues of, of the many, many Kindle choices that we have for, right. for Green Tree. 
Um, well, let's see. The one I have is the, I guess I'm thinking, I think it's the HD7. That's not too, no, nine. they should, like, bring up the, uh, the options here so I can remember what they are. And I don't know what's, I'm going to assume that they're uh, available, all these are available down in uh, Australia, too. That, that's always a hard one. Sometimes we get them, sometimes we don't. Right. Well, and, you know, it looked, because uh, you were saying something about, um, you, you wanted to just basically use it for reading? Is that the... Yeah, that was fun. Um, yeah, because um, I actually like my Kindle screen better. Well, of course, I've got the iPad, I think the original iPad mini. Um, mm-hmm. I actually like the screen on the uh, Fire tablet better than I do the uh, uh, the um, iPad Mini. I think it's got a better looking display. I think the colors are a little better. Um, and besides which, every you know, I'm an Amazon addict, so I got everything in there. Um, you know, I get everything through Amazon. But you know, they've got all kinds of selections here. If you want to go cheap, again, this is American. I don't know what they're doing down in you know down in Aussie land down there. But uh, I think the cheapest one you can get here is like the Fire HD 6, which is a mm-hmm. six-inch display for like $100. Um, yeah. Which isn't too bad, and that's uh, uh, eight gigs. And, you know, for reading, that's not too bad. And actually, you know, when I was listening to the discussion, I was sitting there thinking, actually what I'm uh, kind of using for reading um, books is I bought that Fire phone um when they were had it on special, uh, and that's got a that actually has a nice screen. It's uh, what a five inch screen, I think, and I can carry it with me. So I always have my books with me, so I can put a bunch on mm-hmm. there. So I have several that I'm reading, and it's not a bad display. And I can pull it out and read it, and um, you know, for just uh, casual reading or on the go reading, uh, or even guerrilla style reading, if you want to call it that, where you just you got a few minutes, you sit down, you pull it out, you could uh, look at it that way, and you don't have it. You know, because my thing is I've got a 16 gigabyte iPhone, so I don't dare put a lot of stuff on there. But with that, um, um, I think they're making jokes on, and I'm missing something. Kevin, stop distracting Mike about pulling things out. I didn't say anything. So this is the problem with video. Yeah, we we, we crack each other up. uh, Oh, now I'm just reading chats. Oh, Lord. I think we need the standards and practices unit. Wait a minute, I think I understand. No, we, my standards we, aren't that high. We need high. a union to come in. <laughs> yeah, Mike, you're the SNL. I mean, the SP. Oh. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay, Mark's in the bondage. Kevin's in the SM. Oh, brother. I think I'm in the hot water here. <laughs> no, wait a minute, I'm in the crap. Oh, no, not quite. That'll be a little later on. But anyway. But, uh, you know, like I say, you know, it, it, it really depends on what's available down there and what you want. And I like the the Kindle for that. And that, like I say, I also got my music through there. Um, you know, I really, if you There's get lot, one. That, a lot of those features. What's sorry, that? Mike, I, I was just going to say a lot of those features, such as the, the Amazon Prime Music and that we can't get in Australia. It's, <sighs> and that's that's where the, the Fire models. Um, right. Excel. They, they just... That, that's really what it's for. Right. You get the fire models for that interactivity and connectivity. And um, right. out here, all we've got at the moment is the Kindles and the Kindle bookstore, which, oh, oh I yeah. wish Amazon would expand into our market. I really do. 
Well, you could do the the Amazon crack like I do. So, because um, uh, like I said, I get a lot of stuff there, and it's just one. They're everywhere. They're one nice central, you know, location. So my music's there, my books are there. I got an Audible subscription that I listen to. Uh, you know, it's kind of one stop shopping for me. So, um, and they have all the gadgets I love. They don't have the Apple TV, but I don't know that I necessarily love that. So, um, they have they don't have that. Which other one aren't they selling? Um, anyway, but, um, you know, Amazon, uh, yeah, and I ha I've never tried a, uh, the, uh, no, what do they call it, the paper whites or whatever they are. I've never tried one of those. I mean, for just plain reading, I think that might be a good choice. Yeah, my wife has a paper white, and she likes it. Uh, I And I mentioned this last week, the reason I got her a paper white last year for Christmas was because her previous Kindle, which she liked a lot, you know, if she wanted to read at night, like when we were laying in bed or something, she'd have to, the case had a little light that came out and, and, sh and shone down on it. But with the paper white, she gets the paper white, you know, you don't need, it's, it's got the backlighting, but it's easier on the eyes. Now her thing is she doesn't like the touch screen on the paper white. A little too bulkier. Like, no, she just preferred the physical buttons on the oh. previous Kindle. So you just sit there and. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you know, again, I, I have actually taken to, I'm using the Kindle app more than anything else on my iPad right now because the Air, too, is the perfect thing for me to read on, as I mentioned last week. Um, I don't even, I haven't used my Kindle itself, and I don't feel too bad about that because, as I said, I only paid, was it 21 or $29 for it? I got it really, really cheap on a special deal that I caught. Um I haven't used it probably in six months. I use the air. I just take out the air and flip through the books I'm reading, and it's it's the easiest thing in the world for me. And like I say, for me, my that the Fire Phone again, I got a, uh, I thought a pretty good deal on it. Basically, it boiled down to sixty dollars and uh, thirty-two gigs. I can put a lot of stuff on there, so I can put a. Uh, I think I've got some. Amazon has a special on Kelvin and Hobbes, so I got a few of them on there. Uh, I think I've got the Hitchhikers books on there. Uh, I've got a, a, a political book on there that I'm kind of trying to read right now when I got a few minutes not distracted by everything else. Um, I have an abundance of choice. That's my problem. But uh, and so mm. like I say for me, I, it fits in one of my you know my saddlebags that I carry around with me. So I got a few minutes at work. I'm on my lunch break or whatever. I can pull it out, flip through a few pages, and you know kind of uh, do it that way. So just for the portability of it, and I like the it that Fire Phone. Uh, they've since quit selling it. But that's actually got a good screen on it. Um, I think it's probably, I forget what the specs are. But I would say it's a, uh, it's a, it's good as the iPhone, probably even better than the 5 and the 5S, maybe the 5, uh, maybe the 6, but I'm not sure on that. It does have a good-looking screen on it, though. Why? Well, you know, that's something I don't do because I don't have a lot of storage, so I don't keep a lot of books on my, my iPhone. But uh, but that well, would be a, book, well, a books are pretty small though, so I mean that right. that's not too much of an that's issue. That's true. It's, that's true. It's it's other stuff that I I come up against the wall because I have actually read books on my iPhone, and even though it's the five S with the four inch screen, it just means that you tap in a lot more to to go to the next page, and um, it's not the greatest experience. I mean you can do it and there's nothing wrong with it, but I just want something is that a little bit bigger. I mean I had had it in the full size iPad for a while, I had it in the iPad mini until I got rid of that. Um 
And it's just that I'm not going to spend four and five hundred dollars on an iPad mm. to predominantly read books. Yes, I've got other tasks that I could use it for. Uh, but if you look at my my music addiction and, and having music on an iPad, well, I've got to go higher than the 16 gig anyway. And then you're talking close to a thousand dollars Australian to get an iPad with that kind of storage on board. And it's it's just it's a lot of money. It's um. Well, that- Here's something that I don't think we mentioned last week, and I, it just came to me. If you like the Kindle, you're okay using the Kindle app, obviously, because you use it on your phone. I don't use it on my phone. I use iBooks. Oh, okay. I thought you were using the Kindle app. Okay. No. But if you can get an inexpensive Android tablet. Oh, like, yeah. You could do that, couldn't you? I've got. I, I can get like a, a Samsung. I can get a nice Samsung for about $100. And when I, when I say nice, I mean, it's not going to be breathtaking in comparison to what you get on the Apple side, but it, it's going to do more than what I'd need, and it, it's going to be cheaper and have a little bit more functionality anyway. Well, that, so that little, might be worth considering. Yeah, the little uh, Android tablet that I got back during the summer when I was feeling sorry for myself, um, <laughs> the New Vision, N-U-V-I-S-I-O-N, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it has a good screen. Now, the only problem is it doesn't. It's not good off axis. It's really poor. You know, uh, you get more than oh, I don't know, twenty or thirty degrees off center. It's it it it, it degrades really really quickly. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it would be perfect for reading on. I have it on there. I don't know if I've put any books on there or not. And then the other good thing is if you get something that's running uh, five. Android five or later, stick an SD card in it to your heart's content, and you can uh, up it to whatever you want. I put a thirty-two gig uh, SD card in it, so that little tablet, you know, I've got sixty dollars tied up in it, mm-hmm. and it's got um, what thirty? It's got forty gigs of storage on it total, so you can't really knock mm-hmm. that. Well, and then I just thought no. of another another possibility too, because I I bought that little. Uh, HP Stream uh, Windows tablet, that seven-inch tablet, and I want to say that was only eighty dollars or something like that. And that's got Windows 10 on it. That's got a uh, Kindle app, I believe, on there. Um, I think, it, yeah, I'm pretty sure it does. Um, and that's not too bad a thing. And it's got Windows on there, so uh, you know, if you want to do some other stuff on there. There's not some, there's some fairly decent Windows uh, apps out there. I've been looking at a few of them, um, and actually, um, you know, I, I put in the the show notes here. We're trying to experiment this week, people. Um, I was gonna say, yeah, I, I can't wait to let let you bring that up. Yeah, I, we're we're trying to experiment. You people, uh, uh, hopefully, you won't realize the difference. Uh, I'm actually <laughs> uh, doing my end here from my Surface tablet. And I've got software running to record it. Uh, let me check and make sure it's still recording it. Uh, yeah, so I'm recording it. And then uh, there, I also got a uh, uh, audio editor for it, uh, for the tablet here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that we're going to try and see if I can record, edit, uh, you know, a podcast on the Surface. And this is a Surface, not a Surface Pro. Uh, see if we, uh, you know, a podcast can be done on this thing, and see how well it can be done. Well, I'll tell and, you this. And so, and so far, it's kicking Apple's ass when it comes to doing a podcast recording on the iPad. 
Well, I can tell you this, Mike, the sound, the audio is really good after you hooked your mic up to yep. it. Mm-hmm. And the video quality is really good. It's got a nice, it's got mm-hmm. real good video quality for what, uh, what I'm seeing on my end. Right. Yeah. Now, so- and I don't know if it's, uh, Kevin's a little pixelated there, but that might be a bandwidth issue, not so much a, uh, um, tablet issue but uh yeah i put in the show notes uh here the stuff that i'm using so the uh, i'm recording it with a, a mp3 skype recorder which is a free program um it um and it'll do everything that a person wants because i've got it set to record this um 1600 hertz uh 64 bit rate and record it in mono um and so it'll save it to an MP3 format, which is about all we need for podcasting. Uh, once we're done with the show, uh, then I went and got this Lexus audio editor, and I got that through the uh, Windows uh, uh, App Store. And it was only like $7. It wasn't too bad. Uh, and I don't know if you... Uh, bad. No, and I mean, it'll do the things that a person wants it to do. Um you can, you know, you can chop things off. You can insert things. I think you can add extra tracks in there. You know, for seven bucks, I didn't think it was. You know, we don't need. Uh, our needs here aren't mm-hmm. extensive. We're not like you know Allison who's putting in tons of stuff. We just basically need to chop off the beginning, the end, and you know. Top and top and tail, and fix a little bit here and there. Right. So I think you know, and I haven't had a chance to try it out, but I heck, I thought heck for seven bucks, just to sit down and be able to do that, it would be kind of interesting. And then, like I say, so we'll see how it uh, sounds here. Now, the only thing I am worried about is that while we were talking, I had some notifications come in on my end. So I don't know if this will pick it up or not. So I'll have to listen to that and see. But um, and that's I've heard other podcasts where I've heard familiar Mac sounds on there. So <laughs> I, I always find that interesting when you're listening to a podcast. And, of course, there's the one site where you hear Skype ringing or you hear uh, – you know, iMessage or something like that. But then there's poor guy Searle. You hear he he always forgets, and then you hear that his cordless telephone ring. <laughs> <laughs> or you hear the familiar uh, text expander uh, bloop bloop. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, and it's um, so we'll just have to see how that goes. But you know, I thought this would just be an interesting experiment because you know, uh, Mark tried uh, to do the you know everything on the. Uh, the iPad, and you know that just wasn't quite ready for prime time yet. Um, wasn't ready. Th- it wasn't ready. Uh, I want to say three years ago, and it still isn't ready today. I don't care who you are. I don't care how much you think you know iOS. You cannot record a podcast, a roundtable podcast, through Skype properly on an iPad. It doesn't exist. And therefore, everyone's saying, oh, "I can do all my work on the iPad Pro." Yada yada yada. BS. I'm calling BS on it. And you know why? Because you cheat and you have to go to the Mac to record a podcast. The day that you can honestly turn around and say, I've done everything on on the iPad, great. Or if you want a podcast just purely on the iPad, don't talk to other people. Talk to yourself. That's what I did on uh, on NAMP this last week. I I talked to myself. And I figured out when I was having the conversation, oh, yeah, I could have done this on an iPad or even an iPhone. It's great for that. It's just not good for, for doing traditional podcasting. And it's amazing how many podcasters crap on and say, oh, we can we can use it for everything. No, you can't. Well, if anybody out there knows how you can, please send that to Mark. Okay, I'll say this much. Jason Snell came up with a way that he 
uh, probably came Fr- Fr- uh, Frederico probably told him and whatnot, but it involves using multiple iOS devices. And it's like, yeah, no, no, we're not we're not doing that. It's got to be done on the one unit. I'm waiting for an app developer to come up with something that just blows us all out of the water and makes us go, hey, this is what we actually have wanted all along. Because on, honestly, and I said this on NAMP, I could go with an iPad Pro if I could do the podcasting, but I can't. That's the one element that restricts me from taking that jump to iPad Pro status. The other problems too, you know, with with iPad and and stuff like that, and even iPhone, when you make it your sole device, backing up of photographs and so forth and and all that kind of media kind of stuff, that gets really bloody hard because Apple likes iOS to be linked into the cloud. It likes to be linked into iCloud. It likes to be uh, connected to the internet. So you can't attach hard drives to these things and download your your photos easily. And, you know, yes, you can do it. I know there's ways to do it, but it's not a seamless process. There's still a lot of issues to be worked out. And at the moment, iPad Pro, it's a cool system, but it's still just a big iPad. (laughs) Well, and, you know, I think I've said it here before that, uh, I, you know, everyone, kind of, well, not everyone, a lot of people kind of mocked uh, Microsoft's approach for, you know, kind of the windows everywhere. And thank goodness they changed mm-hmm. that, that model. But, you know, uh, you get, you can have the same, you know, experience on your tablet as you can on your computer, because this software that I downloaded to onto the, uh, the tablet here onto the surface to edit this stuff or record this stuff, I can also use it on my big computer over there. Now, with mm-hmm. if you have an iPad, you have your iPad apps, and then if you want to do something on the computer, you have to buy a whole different set of apps or you know companion apps uh, to to each other. So, um, um, you know, you have to you have to have separate apps for everything. But this, like I say, with the Surface here, and I know I'm starting to sound like a you know a, a Microsoft fan, uh, fanboy here, but um, I just um, to be able to sit down on the tablet, do all this stuff, and then, um, oh, now we got a, oh, the glare off of Mark's head. Um, just turn the lights on so we have, uh, we could see them better. I, I guess there was a reason for that, but, uh, <laughs> it's my little halo. <laughs> That's the closest see? you're gonna ever gonna get. Ding! Sorry, oh. sorry, Mike, I didn't mean to derail your, your, oh. uh, oh. thoughts. Say just that's as bad as when I got up on a very tall ladder one time, and my mother looked up at me and said, "You might want to stay up there. That's as close as you're going to get." But no, like I say, I think Microsoft is on to something here, and I kind of wished Apple would. The, you know, there's you can have the iPads because you know your kids probably don't want a you know a Surface like Max version of a Surface device, uh, and for a lot of people, the iPad would be just fine. But I, I I'm still wishing that they would have that. Um, you know, a Mac laptop, put a touch screen on it, because there's times that I just like to flip the keyboard back, uh, hold it like a tablet, take the, uh, take my finger, do a few things on the screen there. Even when we're talking tonight here, I find it's easier just to, just, okay, just poke Kevin in the nose, but I find it's easier when I'm um, looking at a page here rather than try to scroll with the trackpad or something just to reach up there with my finger 
and just kind of flick the stuff up and down uh, so I can scroll a page because that's just I mean you you can do the uh, oh Kevin's flicking me oh man I tell you the people the things I anyway uh so like i say if i want to scroll up and down the page you can take your two fingers like you do on an apple trackpad and, and scroll up and down and it works fine but sometimes it's just easier to just take your finger and you know find the place that you want or whatever and um yeah it it is i guess we've all gotten sort of in that habit as i said a month or so ago i talked about why i had a magazine a physical magazine in front of me <laughs> and i was trying to pinch to zoom on the physical magazine <laughs> um but one of my coworkers had a uh has a fairly new touchscreen Dell. I don't remember which model it is. It's, I mean, it's a corporate issued one. And uh, we were sitting there trying to look at something and I was trying to, sh there were three of us sitting there looking at the screen and he was trying to talk to one of the senior, more senior people there. And he was, the guy was trying to figure out what he was doing. And I just reached over and touched the screen and started scrolling up and down. And he's going, what, what? what? <laughs> I said, it's a touchscreen. It works that way. <laughs> well, and, you know, App, uh, uh, Steve Jobs, I thought, was a little uh, snot-nosed when he kind of said, well, nobody wants to touch their screen. You know, it's one of those things, I like the option of it, uh, because there are times, or even sometimes, like, I walk by and there's a notification popped up on my big computer here. Instead of having to pull out the uh, trackball and, you know, move the mouse around, I can just reach over there, touch it, and make it go away. Um, you don't have to do a lot of things. It's just handier for some things. And I know uh, there are some games. Um, Civilization Five, I think it is, has touch uh, interface built into it, so you can play it on a tablet. I just don't know if my Surface is going to be powerful enough to run that, because by the time you get to the end of the game and you've got a lot of countries and a lot of uh, units and stuff going on, even on a you know full-blown computer, it. Uh, slows it down a lot and this has only got a quad core atom which is still not a uh, not too bad but i just think it might choke the poor little thing to death or it'd be you'd have you could be able to make a move and then come back you know an hour later and things might be done so i don't know if i want to push it or not but it's it would be interesting to try that and like i, said, I just like the idea of a touch screen because sometimes it is easier just to you know rather than to try and you know grab a hold of something it's just easier to put your finger up there and move it and it becomes second nature after a while yeah mm. I i'd think like it, to have it as an option yeah right. i would i would think on either an ultra book on the pc side of the house or on a macbook air or the new macbook itself if those had touch screens, that would really be awesome. Right. I, I, you know, I know the Surface. Uh, again, you had more time with the Surface probably than I have because you own yours. I just had right. mine as a loner, um, and I liked it. The key, but by the time I had the keyboard with it, and it had the the Microsoft, the good Microsoft keyboard cover with it, mm -hmm. the weight on it wasn't much different than the weight of my Ultrabook. So I'm going. I don't see any real benefits here other than if I did want to pull it apart and just use it as a tablet. But my, I just didn't see a case where I would do that, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right. And I like it. And I haven't really used it yet. Uh, I hope to at some point because uh, uh, I have the pen also. So I can use it because there's times when, uh, like at school, we want to, we're talking about something, we want to, you know, move things around to do something. And it's just nice, it would be, it'd be nice to, to take it in there, 
you know, take a picture of what it is you want to do and then just pull it up, take the pen out and say, okay, so you want to like, you know, circle this. You want to take this out of here and then, you know, circle this and an arrow over here and you want to move this over here. You know, kind of, uh, you know, do um, a, a chalkboard or whatever, uh, or like the football players do, you know, uh, um, whiteboarded or whatever. And just be able to sit there and write things down so people can see what you're talking about rather than to try and describe it. And then I have notes that I can follow too. So, you know, over here, you know, so trying to remember, oh yeah, they want it next to what, where, you know, oh no. But if I have a picture, that would work a lot better. Well, the good thing too that you have the advantage of with the uh, surface is if, if you like to use OneNote, which I like to use, mm -hmm. I don't use it as much as I used to, um, you could use OneNote and, you know, really get uh, very creative in the notes that you take. I will have to say, you know, the NFL, that's the National Football League here in the United States, um, and it's American football, I'll qualify that, not what the rest of the world calls football. Um, they have Microsoft surfaces everywhere, as you see that. And I forgot who the player was last week. We got mad at himself, and I just happened to see the clip of it. He was sitting on the sideline. He got mad. He was looking at something on the surface. Then he takes it and starts slamming it against his head because he was angry about <laughs> something. I'm going, what did that poor tablet do that you're abusing it for? Right. It's because you played idiot. Doesn't mean you need to abuse the poor tablet. Right. Yeah. I, I, I just want a quick question, Mike. The pen came with the surface, didn't it? Right. Well, okay, this was a QVC so that's special. Something that, that's something right. that, because I'm, I'm looking here, and I can I can get one as well, same model as you've got, and it comes with the pen. It's not a $100 accessory. Right. Yeah, it is. Uh, now, if you bought the Surface Pro, I think the keyboard and the pen comes with it. The Surface, yes. you buy them individually. But this was a QVC special, so you got the keyboard. And this is a nice keyboard. It's not like the blister pack. This looks like a... Uh, one of those little uh, Bluetooth keyboards that you'd get with uh, the iPad or something like that. So it's a decent little keyboard. It's, uh, we got the pen and we got a uh, a carrying case to go with it. So uh, you know that was the whole deal there. And I didn't think that was too bad. And, and like I say, if I really like this thing, I'm you know considering. Uh, I'm starting to think that maybe get a Surface Pro. Uh, the four or, you know, depending on how long I wait, maybe get that. I mean, that still wouldn't be quite powerful. It wouldn't have the graphics processor to run the games on there. But, I mean, you'd have an i7 in there so you could do, you know, more powerful stuff on there. If I was to, you know, start doing Photoshop or something like that, which is an extreme possibility. But um, if I was to start doing something like that, because that does require horsepower. Or if I do something that, you know, requires more oomph than what this Atom can do. Um, then, you know, I'm seriously thinking about that, maybe the Mac or the Surface Book, because I believe that's got, an, uh, in the base, you, it has an NVIDIA processor built in, so maybe that would be mm -hmm. more of yeah. a, you know, a gaming, it, you know, I, I hesitate to call it a gaming laptop, because there might be people sneering at me for calling it that, but for the way I play games, it would probably be sufficient for something like that. You get a dock, you could plug it into a, um you know, a big screen or a bigger monitor or something like that. And I was actually thinking about, um, um, let's see, a oh, Woot had a uh, monoprice dock for about $50, a USB one that would give you video and you could, uh, it would be a KVM switch so I could use a keyboard and mouse to run two different computers off of that. Uh, and I was thinking about getting that. I just was a little worried about, you know, is it going to be, a, it said a minimum 
uh, requirements was a core or um, oh, core two, core two duo. I think so. I think that was the minimum. And so I don't know how that relates to like you know the, this atom processor. Uh, like I said, I don't want to put too much uh, the, stuff well, on the, there. The atom, the atom X seven that you've got is more, much more powerful than the core two. That's what I'm thinking. Um, you know, it's kind of hard for me to try and match performance without finding a chart. And I know they're out there. My son mm. probably got one. You know, comparing. Uh, Tom's hardware. Know, um, oh. uh, what, it's not to, but, but there's a, a Gaiman website that canirunthis.com, I think it is. Um, and you can type in the game that you're after and then and it'll evaluate your system performance and then say yes and no because of certain elements. And I think there's software equivalents to that as well. So that might be something to check out and, and mm. see whether or not it's it's on one of those sites. So, so Mike, you have the Surface 3, correct? Right. And you got it with 128 gig? 128 gig and I think 4 gigs of uh, RAM. All right, because I was just looking on the QVC site and it shows it at 849 for the tablet. Oh, um, no way. I can get it cheaper by $11. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Well, QVC hey, is going to the put their mark It's cheaper than you guys, so that's good. Uh, yeah, but now remember, this is the tablet, the keyboard, and all the uh, accessories. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we, you had your two seconds of uh, uh, exaltation, and then we disappointed you. So It was fun while it lasted, though. Yeah, you I actually just... looked happy. We had to put a stop to that. Yeah, we can't, <laughs> let, it, we can't let him be happy. Oh, God, no. <laughs> He might actually start to develop self-esteem or something. We can't have that happen. <laughs> he might become self-aware, and then we'll have to get rid of him like they did Skynet. Mm, this is true. Of course, you see the difference between Skynet actually had a discernible intelligence. Ooh. <laughs> oh. 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 Torture. Oh. Oh. oh, I know. Folks, Mike doesn't burn people very often. But when he does, he uses a flamethrower and, and Asian orange and napalm all at, all, all at once. I oh, just Mark set it had, up there. It was just too Mark, easy. If Mark had any hair left anywhere on his body, it's all burned off now. Well, and Santa's sitting there going, well, like as if you were going to get any presents anyway, butthead. You know, so I'm pretty much screwed there. So, yeah. Why I not? almost feel sorry for Mark now. Almost. Oh. Oh, isn't that special? Kevin feel sorry. See, in, in my, yeah, my I, own... I, stop being sorry for me. Okay. See, I'm such a humanitarian. I did that on purpose, so then Kevin would feel sorry for Mark, so Mark would feel a little low. See, I'm an awesome guy. Yeah, but then Kevin wanted to do kissy faces. I didn't want that, Mike. Well, okay, that's a cross we almost bear, but, you know. <laughs> that's a different holiday. You got the wrong holiday for the cross yeah. we're bearing. And if you people believe any of this, I could have been a you know a politician or a used car salesman, but I didn't want to go over to the dark side. So, mm -hmm. ah yes, mm. the dark side. But no, I I do like I did like I said I did like the Surface when I had it because uh, yeah. I had a Surface I think it was a Pro Three is what I had. Yeah, I had a Surface Pro Three, um, and I liked it. I just I don't know. When I want it to be a tablet, it's too uh, too heavy for a tablet. That's my thing with a lot of tablets that I've come across. Even with the Amazon uh, Fires, a lot of those for a tablet, in, in the way I think of tablets, 
they're they're almost too heavy. Not all of them, but some right. of them are. I'm used to a tablet being very lightweight and very ultra portable, I guess, is the way I look at the tablets, devices. Now, and I, that's why I like that little Android tablet I bought. It's very lightweight. It's very thin. Would I want it to be my only computer? Oh, hell no. Mm. That would be miserable. But well, See, I don't pay a lot of attention to the weight of things because uh, uh, I don't have – I don't – I'd have to see if they got a case for the uh, Surface, but all my other tablets and um, my iPod, my iPhone, everything I go uh, have goes into a case because if I throw them into my backpack or something like that, I want some sort of a cover on it. So really, you know, as far as the size and the weight, I don't give that much thought. And these things also serve as a uh, stand to hold them up with and everything. So I don't give the, the weight a lot of thought. Uh, and since I'm working, you know, working with my hands all day, lifting stuff, you know, the weight of that compared to like, you know, a case of applesauce or something, I got to haul into the kitchen uh, for the cooks <laughs> or something. Yeah, it seems kind of minor. So I don't notice that. Uh, you know, it's all mat a matter of relativity. Well, mm -hmm. and seeing where I come from is having to go from meeting to meeting to meeting. Right. Uh, if if I'm going to carry a tablet or if I'm going to carry. Um, my ultrabook my ultrabook will actually fit in my portfolio along with my legal pad and everything and you really can't quite tell i've got it in there and i can walk into a meeting pull it out and go right to work very handy the only problem is you know and that's the one thing on a macbook air and i think mark yours is an 11 inch correct yeah uh the the, ta the ultrabook i have is the dell xps and it's got a 13 inch screen that's starting to get a bit small for somebody of uh, with my eyesight not being the greatest thing in the world, because sometimes I like to blow things up a little bit, and when you have that small size, you lose work area when you do it. So, yeah. right. well, I've actually been having that problem with my 11-inch MacBook Air recently. I think I, I just do too much reading, writing, and I think the eyes are starting to to suffer, and I'm just getting a few more headaches than I normally would, and. It's just not as clear as it, it used to be. So certainly, you know, I may have to go and see the optometrist and see what's going on there. But it, it's one of those things that I also miss when I go back to the 21.5-inch iMac, I miss that big screen real estate where I can have more than just one central window and maybe a quarter of another window open as well because they haven't, of course, put Retina on the MacBook Air. So it's, it's still clunky. And um, the MacBook, you get a little bit more real estate, but not much. But, yeah, it's it's hard to know. It's, um, yeah, it's my, challenging. My older, because uh, I have an old first-gen 13-inch uh, MacBook Air, the very first one that came out, as I've said before. And the, there's enough screen real estate, and the resolution it runs at is pretty good for what I'm doing. Um, and it runs Windows 10 fine, too, so I can always do things there. I might actually try to get more mobile with my podcast and get a second mic, and maybe I can sit upstairs and podcast from there and let the family use the family room on Sunday nights instead of me chasing them out as I do now. So, um, 
Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if I would use the Surface when we're doing, like, Sci-Fi Tech Talk, because there we always have, uh, like, IMDB screens open or something, or Wikipedia. you got several windows open, and I don't know about, you know, maybe trying to flick back and forth, you know, with that. Although once we're up and running Skype, the Skype window can go to the background, then it's just a matter of tabs or whatever. So I don't know. I might, I think we're going to try and record maybe Tuesday, I think. Um I'll try it there and see how it works, and you know. But uh, you know, now that I got things f uh, figured out, you and I did several Skype calls, and it sounded okay to me. But it sounds okay on your end, no discernible difference as far as sound yeah. quality. Yeah, sounds perfect. It sounds, sounds really absolutely good. amazing. And if it goes perfectly well when you all do Sci-Fi Tech Talk, please, you know, give Mark and I all the credit. <laughs> if it goes horribly wrong, Julie, it's not our fault. It's not our fault. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Julian Jeff, it's not our fault. <laughs> well, I thought this would be an interesting experiment because, I, like I said, I know Mark had tried it and it just didn't quite cut it. And, and like I say, you know, I kind of like this idea of a mobile workstation. Um, and you can plug a USB device into it. You don't have to get the special dongle. Um, mm. You can get, uh, or you know, in, so you can plug into your USB port there. You can put a dock on there. So you can plug in uh, some extra hard drives. You can bring it home, plug it in. Uh, run it on a bigger screen uh, so you could have multiple windows. I could actually do that. Um, so I could run a, a, another monitor up here. And so there are ways you could expand and use it, whereas Apple is like you, well, you can screen, or, or um, not screencast, what's Apple's version of? Uh, oh, AirPlay. AirPlay, yeah. You, could, you can AirPlay over here, and you can get a Bluetooth thing over here, and you can, you know... Um, you know, or you can Wi-Fi stuff to your, um, you know, you can get a, you know, an air disc or whatever you want to call it. There's all kinds of ways. Yeah, it is kind of, it is kind of clunky if you try to push it too far. So we'll just see how this goes. Yeah, um, no, so I... that that's the same with iOS as well. It's clunky if you try to do too much with it as well. I think, look, in ten years' time, it'll be a mature product. But right now, it's still a play toy with a little bit of productivity functionality built in yeah no i again i like my ipads i've got three of them so <laughs> right. I, look i i like them don't don't get me wrong just because i haven't bought one recently and and i don't use one on a regular basis they are great it's just not for me at this point in time but i want it to be for me uh you know i'd like to have that that device where you know what you take it off and and go and run with it and it's your, your tablet based system and then you put it back on and it's your your desktop system if you will and i think the ipad pro is headed in that direction it's just still too much ipad and not enough mac and i know that we don't want to necessarily mix mac and, and ipad but they they need to redevelop ios for the ipad pro um to make yeah. it I've more heard a lot of, usable I've heard, yeah i've heard a lot of people say that um, which makes me think uh, a bit of a sidetrack. Have either of you had a chance to play with the Apple keyboard for the iPad Pro? That's something I haven't had a chance to do. Yeah, I went down to the Apple Store, played around with it. Typing's nice on it. Um, it's different. It's probably about the same difference as the the MacBook uh, that was released earlier in the year. It feels weird though because it's not necessarily touch sensitive. You've still got to press the keys, but 
it, it's not they're not hard keys either. Yet what I found was I could accurately type at a decent speed on it. Um, so it's very odd and very strange. I'll say this much. I know some people have said, oh, I don't like the the iPad, uh, the Apple-based uh, cover keyboard case. They've gone with the Logitech. Uh, but I, I think the, the Apple-based one's fine. I, I think a lot of the time when people go for the Logitech, they're not really – they're not, hey, let, let's go for what Apple's releasing here. They're trying to make it more into a MacBook where it's got the harder keys and, and so forth and, and stuff like that. I don't think people are using it right when they, they – immediately go and put a third party on without trying the apple keyboard but the the thing is of course you can't try the apple keyboard for any length of time because it doesn't come with the unit uh you've got to buy it separately and it's a pretty hefty price to be quite honest yeah and and it's a case of you're holding it wrong is what the problem is mark yeah definitely (laughs) um but no well i mean the reason i ask is because i haven't had a chance i was the MacBook keyboard was strange to me. I could get used to it, as I mentioned a couple weeks ago. Um, but I know the Surface keyboard that I had, I that quasi-membrane type of keyboard, and that wasn't the first one I've dealt with, I did not like. I used to have uh, another uh, membrane-style keyboard. And I'm not real fond with that. I like more mechanical type of thing. That would that would be one reason I would go with a Logitech keyboard is because of the more mechanical feel to it. Um, the only problem is by the time you put that on one of a, an iPad Pro, weight wise you're up to what you'd have in a MacBook or maybe a MacBook Air. So it's like and, and thickness wise as well. So yeah. I mean it's a very specific person that goes and, and buys that stuff. And I think a lot of writers, uh, you know, looking at this product has been a definite possibility. And certainly for them, I can say everyone writes differently. Some people like the the big old clanky keyboard. Some people don't mind a touch interface. I, I'm I'm sure on the iPad Pro that many people even don't mind typing on the screen because it's got the full screen keyboard and it allows you to see a lot more screen real estate at the top uh, than it did on on previous editions on the iPad Air 2 and the iPad Mini. It would block too much of the screen. So I think they'll... It comes down to individuality and subjectivity, and, and I think really it's each individual to their own. Um, what I disagree with, though, is is people saying, oh, well, I had to go the the uh, Logitech because the Apple keyboard was crap or vice versa. It's like, no, it's crap for you. It's not crap in general. Yeah, I think they're both good keyboards probably, and I, I think you're right. They're probably – um, user preference. I have one of the Logitech for an older iPad, and I really like that keyboard. I type pretty well on it. It reminds me a lot of the uh, Apple, this is now the previous generation wireless keyboard. Uh, I haven't tried one of the new ones yet. And I really like the way this feels, and that Logitech keyboard I has, has, I has it. Mm-hmm. I have, feels a lot like uh, this one, and that's why I like it, because this is probably one of the best keyboards I've ever used. Um, this wireless keyboard and the even the wired keyboard, I, I still like that one too. So I don't know. I if you know I don't have an iPad Pro yet. Uh, Christmas is still a few days away. So listeners, anybody that wants to send mm-hmm. me one, and I won't even be picky. Whatever model you want, 
you know, <laughs> I'm not going to be picky. I'll even take the 32 gig if it'll help you out, please. Hey, look, as, as a gift, I did the same thing. Trust me. As, as a gift, anything would be great. But uh, buying it for yourself, yeah, different story. Yeah, I'd definitely buy the 128 gig if I was going to buy it for myself. I think now if I had to rethink it, um, and I, I my wife doesn't listen, so I'm going to say I probably would have asked for the 128 gig iPad Air 2 that I have. But all that being said, my Air 2 is only a little over half full, and there's nothing not on it that I want on it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And I've got yeah, 64 you just want gig. That extra, you just want that extra that extra spice um and that option for extra spice um certainly i'd if i got 128 gigs of any ios device i'd start to store my high-res albums on the devices versus streaming so much uh streaming's good but as you guys know streaming can have issues you know even even with streaming services as, as good as netflix for instance or apple itunes and so forth it can still have difficulty or if too many people are on the same Wi-Fi network and, and trying to stream, it can still be an issue. So having the ability to have everything stored offline and just, hey, go and play, it, it works great. I mean, that's the way I use Tidal Music. I download the CD quality to the iPhone and generally play it off there, especially if I want the, the entire album experience because nothing irritates me more than... You stream in, it's going well, and 36 minutes in, oh, and then the, there's an interruption in the network, and, and it just doesn't stream down smoothly. Look, it doesn't happen all the time, but if I'm sitting there enjoying the music, that that's a buzzkill for me. It, it's the same as when it happens on Netflix occasionally, where you know it'll just die out, and then you've just got to wait for it to come back, and it, it just takes you out of that moment, out of the atmosphere that... that you're in at that point in time and that's where streaming's bad and and so forth so i mean i could do something like that with 128 uh but the only reason why i'd never go 128 is as i I think i've told you guys numerous times i'm sure i've told you guys actually the price just and it's it's a real shame because it does cripple you you know yes i've got the money that i could go and do it but i can't justify it to the family i can't turn around and you know, I, I've got other more important things to do. Plus, when I look at it as well, you know, if I'm looking at buying records or something, I could go and buy a, a bucket load of records for the extra money that Apple's wanting to charge. And I think this is one of my things that I I, I love the idea of the Surface uh, and the Surface Pro. As Mike said, put a USB drive in, standard USB drive, and, you know, 8 to $10.00. You know, for a 32 gig, done. Uh, you know, you double the the RAM. Uh, sorry, not the RAM. The the storage on an iPad, and you're paying 150 dollars more every time you move up. And it really that really ikes me. I'm I'm really annoyed with that. That Apple has still not given anyone the ability to use a, a micro SD card or something like that, or you know, a Lightning. USB straight out of the box. I mean, there are some, but they don't link. The problem is they don't link in, so you can't store music on them and have it play in the music app or in my Tidal app. I couldn't download to that external drive, yet I can do that on on Android. If I had an Android device and had the the micro SD card, it just uses that as storage. It doesn't care. Well, you know, 
uh, you made me think of two things while you were talking, and I want to ask Mike something in a second. Um, that's where with my iPad Air, I don't do it, but I could if I wanted to. The uh, uh, Kingston uh, my uh, not my fi what is that thing called? Kingston, I've talked about it a bunch of times on the show, and it's in my bag, and I can't get to it right now. Uh, the little thing where I can stick an SD card or uh, a thumb drive or both into it and um, add a ton of storage, it just sees that. That would work mm -hmm. really well, especially if I was going to work on documents and I needed extra storage, that would work really well for that. Uh, because, I mean, I use it for video so that I can have it in the vehicle and everybody can stream what the hell they want to right. the device that they've got in their hands. So different use case there. Um, that's the way I use it. Uh, but the, uh, the lack of storage and the easily moving files around, I mean, if Dropbox works okay for that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's all right. So I don't like it's clunky and slow. That's the problem because I've, I've done the same thing, even with, with iCloud. They're great. They they work really well, but you're limited by the upload speeds. Yeah. And the upload on on ADSL certainly is pathetic. Um, doesn't matter where you are in the world. It, it's just a, a gimped system. Um, what what's ludicrous is my cellular connection is four to five times faster than my landline connection is, but the the data for cellular data costs an arm and a leg. Um, so you can't use it all the time, and it's just it's really pointless. I I laugh every time Apple comes out, and every other company, Samsung and so forth. Oh, we put this really fast, you know, 3G, 4G LTE chip in in the phone. Now you can download it, 150 megabits per second. It's like that's great, and um, in 10 minutes I would burn through about $300 in data costs. Exactly. So what's the damn point? I mean, this is what I don't understand as the point. There is no point in having those speeds. Yes, you want to have pin rates uh, nice and fast to the towers and to the servers, but that isn't the, the burst speed isn't going to make any difference. Plus, when you're looking at an iPhone or something, how many times have you gone and you're out and you've got this really fast 4G network and you go and look up a, a website in Safari? Sure. It sucks the data in, but by the time Safari actually writes it to the screen, you're like, oh, my God, is it next week yet? Yeah. No, it can, it can be frustrating. Um, I, so I, it's I, pointless. It's a, it's a bottleneck, and that, that's, the, that's the big issue. It's the flash numbers. It's the flash. Oh, look, we've got this technology. It's like, yeah, that's great. It doesn't work. I, I came across some, some idiot article that was written in one of the Australian newspapers that said basically, oh, you know, upgrade your router and you'll get faster internet. Oh, my God. Some bloody moron thought that you'd get faster. And, and it's like, no, it, it, it's exactly the same. That The only thing you get is, is faster local networking. Right. You, you don't the, – the, the speeds that we've got in Australia make no difference. The, the, the standard G network is still more than enough speed. Uh to have everything stream without an issue. Yeah. So forget N and forget AC. It doesn't it doesn't make your internet faster. It's amazing what some of the things you read. It's like, my God, they're stupid. Yeah. Uh, back before I forget this, we were talking about keyboards. Mike, what is the on-screen keyboard like on the Kindles? I haven't tried that. That's one thing I haven't tried. Um, I'm trying to think. It's not too bad. Uh 
I don't do a lot of. It's more consumption on there, and you do have to type in your password. I don't. I um. Like I say, it's been a while since I've used it, but my impression is it's uh, fair, not necessarily great, but it's it's okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Kind of lukewarm, let's put it that way. I don't think I hated it, but I've seen other keyboards that are better. But I think the thing is, I um, I think you can probably go out and get other keyboards. Um, oh, I'm sure you can, yeah, because right. it has Bluetooth in it. Well, yeah, but I mean even on-screen keyboards, because I think I have one, uh, a keyboard for my last pass, uh, or it's an add-on now. But at one time it used to be a keyboard. So you could, uh, when you're filling in your... Uh, passwords for different sites you don't have to like on ios you gotta go to last class copy your password double click go back to the app paste it in there this will have a uh, a keyboard or you know an app whichever so you just hey would you like me to fill in your keyboard or your uh, passwords oh for god's sakes yes i mean it's so much <laughs> easier than you know the that's the one thing that i think i really hate about um uh, the iOS is when you have to go to a site and you have to add passwords or whatever. It's, you know, a lot of jumping back and forth. And um, it's just so nice to have on, you know, on anything else that, uh, you know, and I understand there's security risks to let basically a key, uh, keyboard logger uh, watch what you type in and say, hey, would you like me to fill in that password? I understand there's security risks with that. But uh, I just like the convenience of, you know, you're at a site and you just uh, click on it and you can have it fill it in for you. That is a lot easier. Yeah. No, I just want, yeah, because I use the on-screen keyboard on my Air, too, and um, I don't mind it. I mean, it's right. I wouldn't want to use it for a lot. Right. But, you know, for, say, 500, 600 words, I could you know, because I write that much so often, um, I could easily do that. I, I'm, you know, I'm not as prolific as uh, Mark is writing these uh, thousand, two thousand word uh, papers and stuff like that. But uh, for 500 words, the on-screen keyboard would be more than sufficient for me on the, on that anyway. Right. So. When I'm typing it, it's usually just pecking on it with a couple fingers, so or thumb typing. So. Yeah, that's you know that's something I find myself doing occasionally, but not too often. Is thumb typing. Uh, on my uh, on anything, even on the uh, even on my iPhone, I still tend to use my fingers instead of thumb type. I don't know why. I haven't thumb typed since I got rid of my BlackBerry. Hmm. That's um, dating me, folks. <laughs> well, and oh, yeah. I, if I have the opportunity, I would rather dictate something than to try and type it because. And I don't know if I'm just being careless or what, but and I still, in my mind, I think there was a difference when they went from ios 8 to ios 9 my keyboard accuracy went down just because i'm hitting the key next to it or whatever and i think i'm typing the same way so i don't know what's what the difference is but uh given the chance i'd rather just dictate anything because i'm sitting there and trying to type in words and i hit the finger uh, the letter next to it or whatever and i'm trying to be careful um and so yeah i just not real crazy about the keyboard on the iphone i you know i used to be pretty good with it and i do okay with it on my iphone 6 uh 6 plus um dictation used to be really good for me and i've 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 whinged many times about how bad it is in ios 9 it siri got stupid on me um they they That's might smart on me yeah the one time mark gets an improvement and i got screwed so well, 
And you, you say that, and I dictated a reminder once when I was at work uh, to Siri to remind me to go into the and scrub the kitchen um, with the auto scrubber. And what it came out was what with was screw in kitchen. Well, okay, you know, I, <laughs> I, th- I think the superintendent might have a, an issue with that, so I probably yeah, didn't. that's and that's going to cause a whole nother level of cleaning that you're going to have to do. Yes. <laughs> Yes, in the food probably, preparation area. Yes, <laughs> cleaning my mind also. So, And, folks, I think that's where we'll wrap it up well, uh, so Mike can clean everything he needs to appropriately for this week's show. And uh, why don't we – we didn't actually do introductions, but I think everybody knows us. But we'll still do the outros, and we'll start with the otherwise backwards and reverse man with the toilet that goes the wrong way, Mr. Green Tree. Oh, that's my Okay. Uh, simply head across to – uh, markgrowntree.com or subjectivesounds.com. Ah, very good. And please go have a read of Subjective Sounds. Uh, Mark, uh, as much as we poke fun at him, is an awesome and amazing writer, and his opinions are really very good. So even the non-music person in me enjoys reading it when I when I think and have some time to go do it. So folks, go over and please have a look at that. Uh, Mr. McPeak. Yeah, the guy whose toilet is going nowhere right now. Uh, that'll be an after-the-podcast project. But anyway, uh, and I no, I won't tweet on anything. Nobody wants to know about that. But if you do want to know anything else that I may want to say, uh, you can find me on Twitter at DSC Chipman, or I have my About.me page at About.me slash Mike McPeak. That's M-C-P-E-E-K. You know, it's funny. You talk about the toilet. You, you don't want to send out pictures, but, you know, I'm thinking periscoping, toilet, periscope toilet underwater you know there's a there's something going on there somewhere but we'll leave that up to you if you want to periscope your plumbing work there mike oh hey my scope might actually be nice if i could see what's blocking it but anyway and as long as the scope doesn't go up the plumber's crack there you go there you know and we got clans around Uranus. We brought it all That's <laughs> right. And we've come full circle. Folks, if you want to know anything more about me, please go over to twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A. Or you can go over to my about.me page at about.me forward slash Kevin Alder. And that's two L's. Uh, so please go over there. If you want to know more about the show, go to geekiestshowever.com and have a read the show notes that uh, Mark is now lovingly handcrafting and posting there for us. Uh, yeah, I've got, like, got like three show notes, so you get what you're given. <laughs> well, you've got all the nice links that Mike provided you this week. so I do, I do. You've got all that. So anyway, folks, and, and review and comments and iTunes are always welcome. It helps us gain a little more popularity. Well, folks, I do want to take this time, first of all, to wish everybody a very, very Merry Christmas. Uh, since this show will come out before the Christmas holidays, we hope you get a chance to listen to it. And if not, I hope you had a Merry Christmas. And I want you don't to... have to put up with in-laws that are a pain in the butt. And if you do, uh, just listen to the show again while they're at the house. And, you know, that's a good way to avoid them. Yeah, there you go. That's a good way. Oh. And folks, oh, go ahead, Mike. I was going to say, or let them listen and they'll never talk to you again. That's true. That's good, yep, good point. Yep, yep. It's public service. Public service announcements for all. That's our gift to the listeners. There you go. So, folks, we want to thank you. And between now and next week, if you don't do anything else, be sure you hug a geek. Hi, I'm Bart Bouchard, host of the Let's Talk Photography podcast. Each month, I gather together a panel of photographers and we chat about a theme related to the art and craft of photography. It's not about the gear. It's about making better photos regardless of your camera. 
listen and subscribe at www.letstalk.ie.